0: Welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror in media. And tonight, grab your assault rifles and let's nuke some bugs as we explore Starship Troopers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How did
0: I forget the name of this movie in you, the intro? You should have
2: like, heard the several names that Justine came up with for this movie. She's like, "What is that movie again? Ship something? Space, like, space bugs? Space like space balls. Bugs. all space these weird names bugs. for it." Because it's a it's a weird name. I'm not gonna lie. It's a weird name starship for a movie.
1: Starship troopers, right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. they call them all troopers. Yeah. Yeah. Starship troopers. Get your gun. And they're troopers. in a starship. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Anyways, <laughs>
0: Jesus,
3: starship troopers.
0: Fuck yeah. It's a movie. Oh, you're just gonna. Oh, you want me to say, <clears throat> starship trooper. I'm just going to do the intro again. (laughs) That doesn't matter to me. All right, so, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror in media, and tonight, grab your assault rifles and let's nuke some bugs as we explore Starship Troopers. I'm Mitch.
2: I'm Murr.
1: I'm Justine and I'm Jonathan <laughs> <laughs> I was away from the mic I had to run in real quick <laughs> oh. I did just
0: I was doing the second intro because yeah. the first one didn't take it's no fine. we're keeping the first intro we're <laughs> <Okay>. to- <laughs> good, we keep good, this good. whole bit even like the countdown
2: and everything
1: yes
0: <laughs> alright good that'll everyone will love hearing that so
2: so we've been doing a whole bunch of episodes and I randomly just threw Starship Troopers at everyone and that's what we did <laughs> yeah. we all decided
3: like, wait wasn't it Mitch
1: yeah. that recommended it no it was totally me it was Jonathan uh, uh, well
3: what? This is a movie that has been highly requested for us to do.
2: I I would imagine just because this movie is really popular because a lot of kids grew up watching this on Sci-Fi Channel like when it was before like the name change on Sci-Fi when like they just constantly yeah, played this. it was this like, over That's
1: par- when I watched Sci-Fi dude, but some now asshole it's
2: asshole was like you can't have rights to the original science fiction term and then made them change their name.
1: Yeah, so it's like SYF. Yeah,
2: I was this is so stupid. That's that's <laughs> dumb.
3: I watched what? this movie
2: as a child. I've watched it so many times. My dad showed me this movie.
0: <laughs> I remember the first time I saw Starship Troopers, I was in middle school. Yep. I was probably 12 years old or 11. <laughs> I, the friend that I would bike to school with every day, I was on my walk home from school, and he was like, dude, have you ever seen Starship Troopers before? I was like, no, but that sounds pretty sick, because I'm 12. (laughs) Um, And he was like, yeah, dude, there's naked chicks in that movie. And we were like, and I was like, well, why aren't we watching this right now? Like, I don't understand. Then he was like, let's go watch it. And then I watched it, and it was awesome, and I was very young. That's hilarious. That's
1: a cool thing about this movie, is the way they represented nudity, is it, like, wasn't a big deal. No, it wasn't. Like, like, I feel like every time I watch a movie, they make a big deal about the fact that somebody's naked, or especially if a man and woman are naked in front of each but in this case, you got men and women showering in front of each other, and like no one talks about nope. it. No, it's like, a lot of camaraderie, too. Yeah, yeah, and it's great.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's definitely like uh, that's that there's a whole society in Starship Troopers, yeah, that we can is, discuss yeah. here because that's really what it creates, and it does a lot of other interesting things, too.
3: before we get into that, I'll just go over some production notes. Wow, transitions, nice uh, What's a so, transition. What are those? <laughs> Starship Troopers was released in November 7th in
2: 1997. Nine, late 90s movie. Late 90s
3: movie. Actually, the year I was
1: born. Same here.
3: Wild. Yeah. yeah. That was like <laughs> a couple months. Uh. Uh, it was released in the USA. The director is Paul Vorhoven. You may recognize his name from the RoboCop series. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. So yeah.
2: same uh, distinct violence <laughs> yeah. that you see in it. And satire. Yes. And parody. Very much. Oh, my God. Yeah. Eighties. <laughs> uh, the 80s is full of that.
3: Uh, the writer was Edward Newmer, Based on the novel By Robert A. Heinlein Which, is who, also which Mitch good. read
0: I have read that book, I've read that one and too And I, I know we're gonna We can't not talk about yeah. it Yeah uh. But we'll get to that <laughs> the
3: movie was produced by John Davidson and Alan Marshall And the production company Was TriStar, Touchstone And John <laughs> Davidson as well
2: Very much a mainstream movie
3: Yeah Yeah this was like pushed uh, Starring role we have Casper Van Diem As Chin uh, Johnny
0: Rico <laughs> He's just a chin. Wait,
2: wait. What's it? <laughs>
3: no, it no, I'm just. Saying. Are you just making a joke I'm about his a chin? Joke. Bro, he
0: is the Chad meme. Yes. Yeah. Before yeah. the Chad meme. Yeah. yeah. Before it existed. Yeah. Holy shit. He
3: goes from private to corporal to sergeant in like a day.
2: Yeah, it really is like a yeah, day, like, huh? Yeah, or
3: like or like five, but still. Yeah, that's true. uh We got Dina Mayer as Dizzy, the chick who don't get none for a while. I mean, while. she does. She eventually. does eventually. <laughs> Denise Richards as
2: Lieutenant Captain Harvey Yeah, Carbon you, I, Bond. Everybody recognizes her. Everybody knows who Denise Richards is. All
0: of these actors and actresses came from like 90s TV series yes. and stuff like that, and they were all pretty Wait, people. Wasn't yeah, she on 912.0? Uh, fuck i actually I don't think know
3: i think so yeah. i think her and dizzy were i didn't follow denise pictures it, this closely hey thank you yeah, yeah. that's it <laughs> i i don't know the 90s i was born well it's cusp.
1: it's an area code oh i'm pretty sure it's the area code for like beverly Hills. Yes. yeah that's but, what it was <laughs> yeah 90210 <laughs> uh,
3: um we have oh really that's your name dude jake bussy <laughs> <laughs> no way Busy,
1: Wait, how's it spelled b-u-s-e-y
3: are you sure Bussie. it's not? Are you sure it's not Busey? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my mind no, has made Bussie. it Busey. it's Busey. <laughs> Busey. is Private Ace Levy with the biggest fucking smile, dog. Yeah.
2: The guy who looks like a shark.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like, the tall dude with the fucking platinum blonde hair. Yeah, that's a guy. That's a
0: shark. oh yeah. I was like, this looks like a shark. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna get
1: those bugs? Okay. <laughs> 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 Yo yeah. Rico, trying to play some
0: ball. He's got some chompers right yeah. there, dude. Knows how
3: to play the violin. Also he knows how
0: to play the violin. <laughs> he does shred that thing. Too. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, Neil Patrick Harris as Colonel Carl Jenkins. So I didn't even realize young. that was Neil He's Patrick so Harris young until this.
1: Jonathan told me.
3: He has psychic powers in the movie too. Love yeah. it. Like he like controls his ferret to fuck up his, or like pester his mom, <sighs> and then eventually like they're like, yeah, you're military intelligence. You're very psychic. Um, Patrick Muldoon as Lieutenant Xander Barlow, Clancy Brown as Private Zim, and then Michael fucking Ironside. <laughs> As fucking Lieutenant Gene Roscock.
2: Who's fucking dope?
3: Yeah. Fucking <laughs> sick.
0: Yeah, no, that's like yeah, no, he's cool. I like that I like that character a lot.
3: <laughs> this movie's testosterone
2: uh surprisingly not as much as you might think (laughs) because (laughs) they have a very nice mix of the men and women who are also in charge most of the time yeah so it's like but it's more along the lines of they weren't dealing with sexism as much as they were classism (laughs) between the troopers and what they called citizens in order to be gain your citizenship you had to be in the military
0: yeah this this oh this doesn't necessarily like because the source material this is based off of yeah. is a little bit more detailed, but this movie is much more straightforward and skips a lot of those finer details yeah. about their society and stuff. So in the movie itself, it is military service is how you gain citizenship. And that's pretty much it. And then there's like other things you can do, but you have to serve the society.
3: Uh, just to round out <laughs> some notes, the budget was $105 million. It made $121.2 million in the box office. Nice. So, it got a lot of sequels that sucked, apparently. They oh, <laughs> were no. fucking awful.
2: But, you know, <laughs> if you want to see some of the same characters. They are bad. I, the only one who I think is recurring is Rico. Oh, okay. Of course. And, and then I think some, one of the other ones dies. And then I think Neil Patrick Harris is like, I don't want to do these. Movies. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> because he was doing other stuff. So. I got
3: to be on How I Met Your Mother. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. Also, <laughs> random note if you want to see a hilarious movie with Denise Richards, <laughs> she's in a movie called Tammy and the T Rex where her boyfriend gets implanted into a T-Rex animatronic that she still continues a relationship with. That's hilarious. <laughs> it came out in fucking 1994. Oh, that's awful. So prior to this movie. So go and watch that weird movie.
3: And if you want to watch this movie, it has a runtime of two hours and nine minutes. And long you can movie. Check it out on Hulu, Disney Plus, and Amazon Prime. Currently. Too
2: long. Also a fucking movie that's too long. <laughs> they could have just skipped to the action. Not going to lie.
1: Really. Okay, I will agree with you there. Yeah. <laughs> As I, I got really bored the first hour of the movie. Well, because
2: they want to push the idea that you want to, like, care about these people, that you want to care about the main characters, but all it really was is building up this romance where she dumps them anyway. So it's yeah. like, it, you yeah. really didn't need to make this that yeah. long. I <laughs> think
1: the beginning, too, was a little too comedic for me to say that this is, like, a backstory sort of thing. Oh, yeah, Like, that's I, fair. I know backstories can be comedic, but at the same time, I feel like the comedy was sort of the emphasis of the beginning section, and so... Me wanting to care about the characters was a little bit lost. You know?
3: They're they're very one dimensional, one note. Yeah. Rico's strong and he's hard headed. That's why he's in like the <laughs> infantry. They're sucks very at math. yeah. They're, oh right yeah. Sucks <laughs> at
1: math. They're all very simple archetypes of the characters they're portraying. Yeah yeah. Uh, the
2: uh, whoever made it was dealing. Well, they were dealing with certain things really heavy handedly. So they were like, check it out, capitalism propaganda and they're like and they just showed you those like really heavily like in the commercials they had where they're like right. how are you doing your part for like killing the bugs <laughs> which you are you also like really funny more? yeah, yeah, those yeah. why funny. we
0: fight
3: <laughs> well the f- crazy part about that is the director looked at nazi propaganda and used same yeah which is uh, nuts same like verbs and words in those things to like yeah. be used as satire for it because it's this is like technically quote-unquote perfect fascism that the whole world is underneath Yeah. Oh, right.
1: That's something that was always interesting to me about Nazi propaganda is, I mean, it falls into a certain category of propaganda. And it's not like the Nazis were the first ones to do it, but they're the most modern representation of this sort of like subtle brainwashing done well. You know, you say the right things to people, you invoke the right feelings, and they'll believe anything and they'll fight for anything if they believe it hard enough. That
3: major like uh, appeal to pathos. Yeah. And like emotions.
1: That's something we saw recently, especially in the presidential elections for the US is this representation of fascist propaganda that was just everywhere, it's everywhere. It's still
2: relevant, too, which is kind of wild because yeah. it came out in 97. <laughs> so you're like, oh, we're still dealing with a lot yeah, of similar things. it was things.
1: prevalent during World War II. It's prevalent in the Vietnam War. It's prevalent today in our societal sort <laughs> yeah. of war that we find ourselves in.
0: So uh, something that this movie does very interesting, which has been touched by other you know people who've analyzed it before, too, is that the movie kind of in a way tries to seduce you into accepting fascism. Yeah, it in a does. sense it tries to seduce you in a very hilarious dark comedy sort of way.
2: Well, yeah, they want you to support the idea of them joining up with the starship troopers to fight these bugs because like they're obviously bad they just destroyed their hometown like their yeah, parents been are fucking dead years at yeah. earth so like, they, they give them a combined enemy that they can all work towards and they completely gloss over the fact that there's certain elements in their society that work really well as in like having the mixture of men and women in their army is like they,
0: they show you that they yeah show but like it to you,
2: but they don't yeah, explain they that. don't talk about it as much because they're focused on other things mm-hmm. and they're so they've created this world where they're supposed to be together but they but they have those moments where they're like Like, you can't be a citizen unless you're in the military.
3: That's the thing. They didn't really focus on, like, human-to-human things. They passed that. Yeah. And, like, the director, he even uh, reportedly said, like, people (laughs) asked him, why are you doing a right-wing fascist movie? And he said, well, if I tell the world that a right-wing fascist way of doing things doesn't work, then no one will listen to me. So I'm going to make a perfect fascist world where everyone is beautiful. Everyone was picked in this movie because they were beautiful. Not because their acting was good.
1: I can tell. Yeah. (laughs)
3: Everyone is shiny. Everyone has big guns and fancy ships, but they're only good for killing fucking bugs. Yep.
2: (laughs) <laughs> yeah that was a lot of I think that was one of the bigger concepts was that uh the people who are joining up they don't give a fuck about these guys the the trainer, the guy who's their drone instructor doesn't give a shit about any of these troopers it's like oh, yeah. breaks a dude's arm, throws a knife at another one like really it doesn't care that someone got shot in the head like
1: uh-huh like the thing about this movie is they really show that a lot of times when people enter into any sort of war territory, yeah. you know they decide to serve in whatever military is the military is their job, and their job is to be a body. Yeah. And to be commanded uh, and do what they're told to do. And I think that's something I I mean, no offense to people that do go into the military because it's not an easy thing to do. I know for sure. But like it's still you're kind of just a body like who you are doesn't really matter. All that matters is how you serve the collective.
2: Right. Well, that's uh, what's his name? Rico, his parents get into that idea where yeah. they're like rich as fuck, and they're like, "Why are you going to join the military? Like right. you don't need citizenship. We're rich. I, I
1: Go <laughs> to Harvard." I loved all of the commentary about the war industry, basically. Yeah, how they kind of prune people from a young age to be in this sort of yeah, recruiting them
2: from straight out of high school.
1: Yeah. Like there's even a comment that the dad had made to his son where he was like, Oh, you know, that recruiter came to your school and filled your head of all these ideas. And now you want to go away to war. I think, I think
3: it should be illegal for some uh, guy to use the school as a recruiting oh, yeah. station. Yeah, it's And I up.
1: believe that 100% there should not be recruiters in high school. Like those ROTC programs. Yeah, because kids are vulnerable and susceptible to anything people tell mm-hmm. them. Even like older kids who are like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, you're still growing. You're still very susceptible to the information you're given, and if something is painted in a certain light, and you don't have the comprehension to really like critically analyze it, you're gonna like think it's the best thing ever, right? You know, because I had that period too when I was younger. I wanted to join the military mostly because I wanted to fly jets because I thought that's a really cool thing. Of course, there's other ways you can do it, but then I started to really think about what the military is and what they're gonna be asking of me if I right. were to join the military, and it's not something that I. At this point support but in my young age and my young dumb mind i was like this is the coolest thing ever i get to be like a sky cowboy <laughs> uh,
2: they they do get at a lot of the concepts of why people will join up in the military because it usually comes with the promise of something. Mm-hmm. In this case, it was full citizenship and their like idea of what it meant to serve their country, like the yeah. glory and the prestige of being in the military. And but then, then he gets the really harsh reality of learning that he gets to be a trooper, like on the ground as a grunt and go straight into the violence. And then you, the re- yeah. Right oh, they even say it. He's like more fresh meat for the grinder, and the dude's missing all his limbs. He's like, this right. is the, made me the man I am today. And I was yeah, like, "Oh right. shit!" Then, oh, yeah.
1: There's also the aspect of like emotional attachment because our main character yeah. was going to leave the military. And then after he found out his whole city was wiped out, including his parents, he now had that emotional attachment to the cause. Yeah. Which is another reason why a lot of people join the military is because they yeah, have hand emotional you a gun <laughs> unless you know? do
2: something about it, or at least they think yeah. they can do something about they
1: it. They give you the tools at least to feel like you're doing something
2: mm. about it. Yeah. One,
3: one looked over scene is, uh, well, it is the shower scene. Like you said, it's intersectional and uh, they filmed that scene, which was really funny. Uh, they, they, none of the actors felt comfortable unless the director and cinematographer got naked. That's hilarious. So they got naked with them. <laughs> oh my behind God. Behind the camera set with them. But that's just like a fun little So they thing were just they
2: behind don't. the camera naked?
3: So they were just like, we don't feel comfortable with you guys being the only two clothed people oh, in here. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So they're like, you know, fucking Paul and He's like a Swedish dude. He's like,
1: fuck yeah, I got. I'm get fucking
0: <laughs> I, I take I do spas all the time. This is chill as fuck. Let's yeah. go. I,
1: that was always something. Just a little side note that was interesting to me is different cultures and their perceptive perception of nudity. Like yeah. us Americans, like getting naked is such a wild thing. But like, <laughs> right. so um, I was in this performing arts group and we would travel across the country on a tour bus and we would have to shower like in public places, like a YMCA. And one place we went to, there's another traveling group there as well. And all of the Americans on my side, like half of them were cool with being naked, and the other half were wearing like bathing suits into the shower because they were insecure about nudity. Uh, but before we got there, there's a bunch of girls from the Netherlands who are in the showers, and they were everybody like tits out, naked, just chilling. Oh. They would just be like sitting around chatting, yeah. tits out. Like it was no big deal. And everyone's looking at them like, oh. Do I,
3: do, <laughs> are we, should we get naked too? Like it's yeah. like a very big thing. Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah. But in in that scene, you know one They're of the guys, he, about One of the guys stuff. He's like trying to become a journalist Yeah He's like I'm trying to like Get my journaling license So I need to be able to get stories Ooh. So why the fuck did you why That's th- a good point They the talk about are...
2: their life goals Why did yeah. they join up One asks. of them
3: says that She wants to have babies I guess you need a pregnancy license To be able to have kids Ooh. Another one says She wants to be a politician She's like you know what that means I gotta serve a little
2: A quick look into what it takes And in most cases You can use the military As like a stepping stone To go to other things People use it to pay for college And things yeah. like that And that was one of the guys. He
3: said that he was trying to get into a bigger school Mm. and, you know, he can't afford it. So he just rides the wave of free college. Yeah,
2: this
1: is that fascism they're living in. Another sad thing about the military is most of the people that end up going into the military are from poor families. Yeah. Because they want a better life, they go into that so they can get higher education for cheaper. They also just get the general recognition. I mean, think of how many politicians served in the military at some point and where that got them.
2: Yeah exactly they had the, they ended up making those connections as they were going through so there there was a lot of stuff that they included in those small moments of like why are you going to do this thing also, hilariously enough, I think this is also... So many people watched this when they were younger. This could honestly be the precursor to why they ended up liking certain characters in movies. Because you had these archetypes of what you were watching in these films. And they, they represented a lot of like what people were looking for in that time period. Because like, the late 90s, you're dealing with what... That's like the Bush era, isn't it? Where he was like really be, like making a lot of propaganda for the military because yeah. he wanted to go to war in Iraq.
1: It was post-Vietnam, pre 9-11. Uh, 9-11. Yeah. Middle East Iraqi War, which we all know wasn't necessarily about fighting terrorists. Yeah. It so was much well, more they, about- yeah. they,
3: they did have the Gulf War.
1: Yeah. Let's not forget that. The yeah. War, yeah. The, a lot the Gulf of people war look as over. Well.
2: Yeah, that's so, true, actually, because <laughs> it, was, it wasn't it was something they threw in your face as, as really violent it was an occupational war where they stayed there and outstayed their welcome yeah. for like 20 plus years. So it's like, this is something you don't really talk about. And
3: then Rico is the guy that's there for a girl.
2: So yeah. So Rico ends up being this sort of like hollow character where like, Sam? you don't really give Yeah, Yeah. He, he joins He's up for her like, because she's there. He even wants to go to the same area and then realizes that she, she has like a conversation with him where she's like, I actually want to have like a career. <laughs> like, I don't want to be in a relationship. And it like dumps him. And then. Via goes, like video and, call. Yeah.
1: And then. Sorry, I'm away from the mic again. And then that's when he decides to leave the military. Because yeah. he gets like dumped by his girl. And he's well, like, I have no reason. He's kind
2: of responsible him. for a guy dying too. Well, but, it, you it know. was a
1: combination of things. But I think that was sort of what set him off. Because, you yeah. know, yeah. he fucking sees a guy die. He gets whipped. And then his girl leaves him. Okay.
3: So that entire section is a lot yeah um, they do a lot they, of shit. they give him squad leader yeah and then they they do a training session and like diz tells him to do the moves that he did in high school right and he does them and he executes it well so then they're doing a, a training with live rounds and eventually one of the characters trips and a, one of them took off their helmet because it malfunctioned <laughs> yeah and this is the first time you see gore in the movie other than the bug cutting scene on the oh right yeah in the uh in the beginning. So you just notice like, holy shit, this is a training thing. And you died before you were even on the fucking ground. And, um, eventually like he, he's going to leave, but there's a section where Carmen's ship hits the meteor that does hit Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. Yeah. It's the same one. (laughs) So the thing is like the flight path, people could have put that on there intentionally to start the war with the bugs. So it hits and it gets sent to Earth so they could have enough propaganda to be able to invade
2: another country. Oh, I would not be surprised about that at all. That yeah, actually not, fits in well I, with I'm, their pr- world. I'm
0: pretty sure that even in the book, it's alluded to that the that the attack on Buenos Aires is, is like a staged in a sense. Ooh. So it's yeah, it's alluded to in that one as well. So and the fascist.
1: That's kind of
2: crazy so. to think about because this is pre 9-11 where everyone was convinced that that one of the largest running uh, theories is that it was just too unlikely that this would have happened and it had to have been monitored. (laughs) And so they're like, yeah, George Bush did this to start war.
1: Well, I mean... Kind of the whole purpose of that Middle Eastern war was so people would have control over the oil fields because oil yeah. was basically where the money was Yeah, at.
2: I mean, they eventually figured that out. The the yeah. initial idea was that they supposedly had some certain weapons that were dangerous to everybody. And I then as never the, seen them. As the years went on, they realized, oh, you actually just wanted to have stakes in the oil companies in this region. So that's where, where it became Even more clear. Even though there's oil
3: in America yeah. here. And know. there's
1: actually wild. a lot of other really interesting concepts that are sort of... I want to say like a conspiracy as to why we decided to invade the Middle East. I don't know if we have time for that, but it's kind of interesting. I only found out about this recently. So there is a theory of something called a stargate. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. fuck okay. yeah! <laughs> so, this is this is wild. So stargates are essentially wormholes and portals to other dimensions, other worlds, other we've spaces passed the threshold in into wild
2: conspiracy theories. And I love this. there are several
1: <laughs> stargates that exist on the planet. There's supposedly oh, around twelve, at least that people know of, and they all coincide with ley lines, which that's a whole other topic. But ley lines are basically energetic grid points on the planet, and People believe that they found a Stargate that was in, I think, Afghanistan or Iraq or something like that, which is part of the reason why they invaded it is because they wanted to search for it and gain control over it. And that's why there was a lot of military interest in that area.
3: It it makes you wonder why uh, when these movies come out that they uh, use certain titles for the names. Like Stargate came out. Uh Uh-huh. Now I look up Stargate, I'm not going to find any th- info on that.
1: Um, there's another interesting, oh, <laughs> s- Think about, interesting yeah. thing about Stargate is there's, I forget his name, but he was some military official that was featured on the show as himself. Ooh. He never made any commentary about it, by the way. But this military official was also one of the ones that was supposedly overseeing the Stargate operations. She, and he showed up in the in the show. Yeah,
3: I mean, I've said it before. The pyramid of Giza is a power plant. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> a lot
1: of science behind it. Not enough time to discuss it here, yeah. but definitely oh look God. into. Ley lines, Stargate, and monuments such as the Pyramids of Giza. Most pyramids uh, in general. Makes me think you know, while of, you're uh, at
3: it, check out the Nephilim, because supposedly they found one in Afghanistan a oh, while sh- back in 2002. I actually oh, saw, God, <laughs> bro. I
1: saw this YouTube video. This guy whose name, uh, I forget his name, like something Balin. Yep. He's an ex-Navy SEAL that does YouTube videos about strange and mysterious things that happen. And he told a story about when he was in Afghanistan. The red-haired this, one? Yeah, the, the giant one there was this mountain that had a lot of tunnels in it and he said that there was a troop that went up there into one of the caves in the mountain and uh out came this giant he said that he had like red hair he was over 10 feet tall probably closer to like 15 feet speared a navy seal yeah he had a spear and he was dressed sort of in more like i'd say like caveman like a loincloth sort of thing and he threw a spear at one of the uh the the dudes and killed him and they eventually of course shot him and killed him
3: i heard it took m- majority of those rounds
1: though yeah like it wasn't <laughs> easy to take this dude down Oh my god! and they took away his body like they of course had to report what the fuck just happened yeah. somebody came to get the body and they're like okay don't talk about this like this didn't happen but of course everybody that was there and heard the story is gonna remember and,
3: it and that's the thing when i was looking into that they uh if you look up like did that really fucking happen there's there's no evidence of course, there's yeah, not are evidence. Yeah, they're, they're not going to tell people. It's a people Men in Black type situation. Yeah, it is. You don't want people to panic. And so you when this guy came out in 2000, real. when this guy came out in 2002, everyone was like, "God, just throw it under the rug." But it, supposedly now he's coming out and just being like, "Yeah." There's
2: so, so many things that are becoming questionable and then a little too real when you get sort of declassified documents from certain government agencies. Oh we just got the <laughs> UFO stuff. You're just issues. like, what? <laughs> we just got the UFO files. They told us nothing. <laughs> they were yeah. basically like, "Yeah, they exist, but uh." We don't really know. Well, <laughs> like, I like, feel oh. like
1: the files they shared are only the files yeah. that they could share, because kind of, of course there's a ton of stuff that no one gets to see unless you're one of those officials. Yeah, look uh, up the tic tacs. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: okay, but to circle back, since we are talking <laughs> about like uh, giant monsters and, and aliens and stuff, right? We should talk about the design of the bugs, which in is this fantastic. Movie. It's oh, got
2: to yeah. be the precursor to so many other ideas that came out in video games and media. And I think they wanted to make something that was dangerous. Like the most dangerous thing you could encounter. Like they even comment on how shooting off a few of its limbs, it's still effective at killing you. Yeah. And you had to like focus in on this one area on it, Ted. I,
3: I love that too. Cause uh, it's uh. sorry, I'm going to keep calling him Barney. Cause I'm used to him being Barney from it's, how I
2: met your mother. It's so weird to see him in this, <laughs> especially after seeing him in other things like that. Right. But he's like the smart guy. Of the he's show. like,
3: go for the nerve stem. It could take it down in a few shots. And you're like, <laughs> none of these infantry men know this information. Yeah. They
2: didn't tell them that. <laughs> 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 they didn't tell them that at all. You're just like, "Wait. why didn't they do anything? They're using full clips Holy and doing minimal shit.
3: damage against these arachnids. And they look terrifying. They have pincers and everything. And then you got the giant bomb beetles.
2: They don't do better until they join the, the roughnecks yep. group where the guy actually knows how to kill them. And then they start doing way better during that time period because they're not just like rushing in and standing in a single line and not moving. <laughs> oh, you just roughnecks. And no. so, yeah. And so they, they <laughs> yeah. can come into this cool. I think he's like my favorite character. Cause he's just so fucking ridiculous. And Michael Ironside. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: mean, yeah. I- I like see after after reading the book and then watching the movie and and stuff so like that because I'd see out the movie first and then I was like there's a book yeah well, hold up like and it was written in like 1958 yeah what <laughs> like, the concepts
2: like... he came up with at that time way ahead of whatever they had thought of yeah, <laughs> so it's it like crazy science yeah. fiction
0: he gets a lot of uh, there's a lot of controversy surrounding that book as well a lot of people think that it's like a like a pro-fascism. Yeah, they thought book he was glorifying something. it. And I was like, and I, I don't think that it's satire either. I think it's just sort of like a, this is what it is. This is the society as it is. Right. Because then the next book he wrote was much more like, like much more like left-leaning society. Well, he was basically was predicting
2: what would happen in a world where the military becomes the prime like directive for everyone on yeah. earth this is what would happen <laughs>
0: yeah if you if you were to try to create like a i, I don't know like some weird it, it's still a democracy that they live in in the book anyway it's still yeah. it's still a democracy um you don't necessarily have to pick up a gun and go shoot people you can yeah. show up they even like in the book they say like if you want to show up in a wheelchair and you're blind we'll have you like count caterpillars or something we'll find a way for you to help yeah regardless and then you can get your citizenship that way so. the
3: the thing about this is uh these guys are completely naive because they're in the infantry. Yeah. So when they go into their first uh, endeavor on Klendathia, that's how the movie uh, starts. Yeah. They show the guy with the camera talking, it's a terrible planet. It's a bug planet. <laughs> that's so And funny. this is a propaganda video and they show this guy getting capped on like oh, major yeah. screens around the entire world. And then like you get to that point where you see it in
2: first right. person. Well they're spending a lot of time making it a- appealing to join the military. Right. Like you're doing something great by yeah. joining it.
1: And I feel like that's kind of how a lot of people get indicted into the military right. is yeah. they yeah. think that they're fighting this noble cause. I think it's Call of Duty. Yeah. And <laughs> think about a lot of times like the sort of things that they tell people in the military is they really try to embed this idea in your head that you're fighting monsters. Yep. Even Ooh. if we were to talk about like the Vietnam War, they definitely dehumanized oh, yeah. the Vietnamese, the people that they you, were fighting you could look
3: at all the terms that they They had for like some certain groups of people uh, yeah and they might as well uh,
1: have been the way they portrayed them in the war like insects just yeah, like how yeah. they talk oh, about yeah, them definitely. this way. they're not human they're That was creatures uh, that was Ooh, the heavy handed
2: yeah. uh, metaphor they had here was that usually they will place you into a mindset where the person you're fighting is not human
1: and then it makes them a lot easier yeah. to kill you know we don't think twice about stepping on a bug but we would think twice Ugh. about stabbing another person yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> but if that person yeah. is not a person in your mind it becomes a whole lot easier Ooh, yeah, and they're... then you become a killing machine which yeah. is essentially gotta, what the military does
2: I gotta make a quick reference to a black mirror episode yeah you know yeah, what no, i'm talking exactly about what you're talking about they yeah. they implant chips into uh military people and it makes them look at people and think that they're monsters yeah. and they end up shooting a bunch of them And dude removes the chip and figures out that they've been shooting innocent people the whole time and then that's oh. the story and you're just like yo
3: fuck
0: yeah you're <laughs> we he, watching it he's, a... <laughs> he's just broken after yeah. that too um but that's the same kind of well, idea that they're that's getting.
3: That's the thing. At. When they get on here, they're like expecting, "Yeah, I'm gonna eat those bugs up for dinner and yeah. shit." We're ready. Like and they get wrecked from, as soon I'm, as they I'm, land. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from British Aries, and I say, "Kill them all."
2: So funny that they were like white as fuck, <laughs> and, yeah. and we're supposed to be from these Latin American countries, even from Buenos Aires. Like you, I know, like some people are kind of blonde and blue eyed, but they were very white. Yeah.
0: I think, it's, I, yeah, I think it's I think it's because the the they got more spread out. There's that. Yeah, it's like the world is now one yeah. in, like, global federation thing also <laughs> yeah. um and it's sort of uh yeah i mean in- interestingly enough so technically this movie is guilty of whitewashing because yeah juan rico in the book is a filipino man
2: yeah he was different
0: and he likes to wear earrings
2: <laughs> oh. that's a thing in the
0: book he's like oh, i really would like to wear jewelry with the he wasn't such a chad he <laughs> really doesn't really let me but i've always liked it and then he's also like, uh, most women in their society were like pilots and stuff like that. They were way better at that, so they a were a lot of dudes smarter. <laughs> were like were like grunts and stuff.
1: Speaking of uh, race theory, though, there was an interesting part in this movie. It's when the main character uh, got one of his members killed during training. Rico. Yeah, and um, then they have the scene where he's being whipped as punishment. Yeah, yeah. Dude. and I just noted that it was a black man doing the whipping. Which is a huge like role yeah. reversal, which is really interesting on their play on roles and what we consider to be, like I wouldn't say normal, but just what we would expect from a scene like this.
3: They also allude to the fact that their drill instructor did some such shit too, because mm-hmm. he's like, bite down on this son. I know. Oh, so, yeah, right. Uh, he's been through the same sort of cor- punishment.
0: Well, because corporal punishment is like one of the central parts of their society yeah. as well. Like, they... they like firmly believe that corporal punishment is there's like an entire like that's why I love the classroom scene in the opening so much is because that's a good relation to kind of what the book does in the earlier parts of it where Rico talks with his professor or his teacher about stuff so they discuss like what is a juvenile delinquent who is actually at fault the like the delinquent or is it like their parents who didn't discipline them well enough you know and then it goes into like the analogy of like the puppy and like when the puppy does something wrong do you like smack it Or do you just, if you just smack it randomly every hour, is it going to learn anything? Yeah. You know, and it goes into, like, those, like, those, like, big philosophical concepts. And, like, the movie doesn't have as much of that in it. But I was happy that they tried. Yeah, they had a
2: brief moment where he explains it. And they sort of, they really got at the idea of the benefits that they would get for joining the military and for, like, serving. Because, like, even the teacher, he doesn't have his uh, metal hand as mm-hmm. a teacher he only yeah. gets it in the military yeah. <laughs> yeah. so it gets taken away from him even after serving wow. so it's like these are the things that he gets from a benefit from it so
0: also an actress from golden girls is like the oh, professor shit. that's teaching them oh, that they're like that's superior. right yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and she's like these are the superior speech they know no fear they you know like <laughs> oh my god you don't understand well, death one thing i noticed
3: stuff. too with like the role reversal was that um when they fuck up and they get 100,000 killed in, like, eight hours. Oh, the
2: new Sky Marshal? The new
3: Sky Marshal is a black woman. Yes. And she's like, we need to be precise about this.
2: We <laughs> need to. I love like, that. In order to understand the bug, we must know the bug. And he's yeah, just like, what is it? the <laughs> bug? And she, like, wants to. And that's, that's yeah. when
3: Barney, since, I keep calling him Barney, but Neil Patrick Harris's yeah. character comes in and he's like, all right, I know more about this than all these other guys because I'm in the secret military intelligence yeah he's basically
2: basically in, in an it has a, as 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 a secret intelligence
1: that was another thing too like the secret intelligence because that's totally a thing yeah that is actually absolutely. like in the military like people think like psychics is just like some sort of mystical fairy tale sort of thing no fucking psychics are real everybody's psychic they've Just been not studying that for like so long now as emphasized but again i came across videos from this man who was like an ex-military member i think he was an ex-navy seal or something some sort of high up government official and he even talked about how he went through somewhat of what somebody might consider to be psychic training they were taught certain tools and methods to help them like suppress pain oh, or wow. to be more aware of their surroundings, be able to sense somebody's intention, that sort of thing. It's like a very real thing that happens, and not enough people talk about it. Cause I mean, it's not something that's publicly like obvious, you know? Right.
3: And that's the thing too. When they were training to see like uh which kind of branch they would go into, Barney or Neil Patrick Harris's character, Carl, <laughs> he's like a one on the guess the card, guess the card. Oh, it's the yeah. piece of spades. And Rico does it. Fucking flops uh, <laughs> hard. Um, I love that he has a pet ferret. He has, he has, the, yeah, that too. He has that one moment where he's like, I sent you guys on that op. Yep. I have to send people on ops all fucking day because they don't know what we're actually doing. And I can't tell you anything, oh, shit. but I send people like grown men and women to their death every day in the hopes that we could get this done. <laughs> Cause they have, they have the agenda.
0: I mean that's a that's a big part of this society as well, is that it it has become more so about like 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 Murray and Justina both said, it becomes more about the indi less about the individual, more about how does this like suit the rest of us. Like how are you serving everyone else around you? And it's uh like one part of the film that kind of explains this is when there's like, Hey Rico, how you doing? I'm alive, but I have a few dead men. And so the idea with this that what I'm getting at is that he's is more upset that people that were around him died rather than him. He doesn't care if he dies. He's just like, but my men died. Right. And that's Mm -hmm. the kind of like, that's like sort of, and this is all very militaristic. Like this is militarism thinking. Right. This is not how like, because when you're in that world, it's much different than when you're just hanging out with your buddies and, you know, going to, you know, going to Walmart to work or something like that. It's a much different world. Well, I mean,
3: Michael Ironside has that quote. He says, I have one rule. Yeah, Everyone fights. No one quits, and if you don't do your job, I'll kill you myself.
2: Yeah, holy shit! What a weird reference to like uh the forty k commissars will shoot their <laughs> yeah. own men okay. if they decide to retreat.
0: Like I'll I shoot you in the back. Malachic. We'll just kill a guardsman and then they'll get back in line. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's fucked <laughs> so, up. Yeah, they, they're they just on, bodies.
3: They go on this crazy op into like the desert planet, and they see all types of different uh, newer like flying types of bugs bug Yo, that was that, wild. The that dude getting his be... head fucking cut uh, off. <laughs> the gore Holy in this shit. movie is like top tier. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the thing is, also they show... the dude getting
2: his brain sucked out was Ooh. was very disturbing. They
3: show the gore 100%. Even on the uh, propaganda videos, they even right. show you the dead bodies. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Uh, wild. The bugs. But they
0: censor like other weird things. Like there's They weird... censored
2: it killing the cow.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 which is weird. It's like, yeah, you can see a human get murdered, but not an animal.
2: Yeah, I don't know what that That was interesting. And, Who knows?
1: Um, those but they bugs... did show a dead dog, which was awesome. Yeah, that was
0: pretty brutal. They just yeah. panned over it. good bug's a dead bug. After his dog's dead. <laughs> yeah, <Like>. for real.
1: <laughs> yeah, still using them for
3: propaganda. I mean, those beetles—they shoot flamethrowers at people. Shit, that like was he's a like, tower. Get down here. They fucking, get fucking melts you. Immolated. Yeah,
2: that shit is crazy. Okay, uh, the, this, did, did we have? Do we have favorite scenes? Then there's a lot of shit that happens oh, okay. in here. <laughs> my,
3: my favorite scene is when um, Ace is like, Sergeant, you know. Why the fuck will we need a I knife? I love this. And he's like, sir, oh, if yeah. if, "Sir, if you're, if sir, if you're, if you can't use your arm, then you can't shoot your gun. Put your hand on that wall. <laughs> Throws the knife directly at him. And I, that scene has stuck with me since I was like six years old.
0: That, that scene's in the book too. Yeah, that's like one of like the only ones that's like actually in the book. Also,
3: that was my favorite scene. Uh, I also like the scene where um, they find the bug. And like the 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 brain bug that sucks the, oh, the brains yeah. out of people, and they want to use it for intelligence. And he's like, "Let it be known that a guy named Zim found the brain bug." And they're like, "Zim?" He's like, "Yeah, good job, Sergeant." It's not Sergeant. It's Private. He, he like de-ranked <laughs> uh-huh. himself so yeah, he could be in the fucking fight. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs>
2: He even told him at the beginning that he couldn't go because of his ranking. Yeah. Dean Norris, Hank Schrader decided to go
3: Dean Norris, Hank Schrader says, says that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) I think,
0: I I mean, there's a lot of scenes that I really like, 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 like just shooting into the hardened, like the shitting of the giant, like bug and then just throwing a grenade into it and then blowing it up was pretty awesome. But like, I really like, but favorite actual scene is at the very end when they have the brain bug out and they're like, what does it feel? And they ask, you know, Oh, it's really cheesy. He says, it's afraid. It's afraid. (laughs) They're like yelling about it. I love that. I mean, and this kind of speaks more to like the, the fascistic tendencies of this society as well. Like our enemy is afraid of us. Good. Yeah, exactly. They should fear us because we are the superior species. Social Darwinism.
1: (laughs) 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 Do you have a favorite scene? I'm still thinking about mine. Someone else go first.
2: Uh, well, I love the scene where uh, the the roughnecks uh, was he a sergeant or is he a lieutenant? He gets, he gets introduced and everybody is like, they glorify him. They're like, he is God in our unit. Like, don't you talk bad about him? And this is really like, this happens all the time when you see military units in, uh, like popular media, they always have this one person. And the reason why they care so much is because he actually humanizes a lot of them in a, in a, in a positive way, Mm -hmm. but it's also bad because he's, he wants to serve himself So he's like, I do care about these people, but also like you're all just working for a bigger cause. Mm -hmm. And so he's a weird character because you want to look up to him, but it's also not the best thing.
3: (laughs) There's there's that scene where uh, one of his men gets captured by the flying things is about yeah, to impale him. He it. takes the sniper and shoots him. And he says, "I'll expect anyone else to do the same for me." Yeah, and later, I mean, he
2: makes Rico do it. Yeah,
3: Rico, you know what to do. And he's like looking away as he shoots his sergeant. Oh my god!
2: Oh my god! It's the it's the Wesley Snipes meme where he's like tearing up as he's like shooting yeah. him. Yeah, that, that's pretty much that. That was probably good. And then when they get overwhelmed in that area. There's Ooh, just so yeah. many that come over the wall and they're just like, they're kicking the shit out of these bugs until they get dispatched. It's a good, it's actually a pretty tense moment of them like getting evacuated. And then the, the guy, the officer he fights with earlier in the film shows up oh, to save him along with uh, his ex-girlfriend who's like, Oh, Hey, it's fucking Rico. And then like they pick him up and then you realize that he, he becomes the new guy in charge and it becomes his roughneck. Yeah. And he uses
3: the same lines yeah, as his last exactly. predecessor.
2: Um, So it was cool to see him become that, but also you're just like, well, you know, you're just going to keep killing. (laughs) This is like, this is the machine you're in. (laughs) I'm
3: here until you die or find someone better.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Okay. I thought of my favorite scene. I think my favorite scene is actually the beginning shower scene where you have all the men and women just showering together. Everything's totally normal. And I I like that for two different reasons. One of the reasons being is that they sort of dissolve the idea that men and women are separate from each other. Because, you know, people have been societally programmed to believe that there are differences. I mean, biologically, sure, there are differences between males and females. But at the same time, in this case, they're still people. And that's all they're represented as in this movie, which brings me to my second point, is that... It sort of dissolves the individuality from them, which brings oh, me back yeah, to the definitely. idea of collective. You know, it doesn't matter if they're men or women, they're people there to serve a certain cause and do a certain job. And that's all that really matters. It doesn't matter if somebody has certain genitals and somebody doesn't. It doesn't matter any sort of relationship they might come to with each other. It really just matters that they are people. That's it. I think yeah. that was interesting.
2: It was very heavily merit based for them as far as like when they would get promoted and stuff like that. He's like, yo, that's a badass bug kill. We're promoting you. <laughs> it's like anytime they did something wild like that, they would get promoted. And so that was like their, their goal was to do that. And then, like you said, they're erasing a lot of individuality by creating this collective that you become a part of, which exists today in modern military. Yeah. They do that in the Marines and the Army. They want you to be this one thing that becomes like the, you are the part of this larger force. Yeah, and-
1: of course, because of our society and how we were taught and raised there is still that separation between men and women as seeing them as different right but ideally yes everyone is simply another part of, a smaller part of the bigger whole and we,
3: oh with, god and with them taking uh, part into that collective and going full force into it by the end of the movie when they're all ranked up they're now the face the the child posters. Oh for, yeah. Huh. For the propaganda. Child? Yeah. A poster child. Sorry. <laughs> child posters. <laughs> uh, poster <laughs> childs for the uh, propaganda they use. So they're like, you could be like Captain Ibanez. Yeah. Or like and they show them Lieutenant Rico. Oh my God. So they basically played into that and they succeeded. So now they're going to be used as the face for it.
2: Yeah. The weirdest part about this uh, creation of this army or this uh, force that they want to create as just one is that it doesn't match up at all with the way the United States deals with, people like and how we represent ourselves to the rest of the world they rely on individuality really heavily but when it comes to the military they want to indoctrinate you so it's like this these two concepts don't go well together and so like this is what's been a large thing of of, um, people arguing is that This is not working anymore. People are realizing that the military is doing that on purpose. And now we're getting into the realm of like, we do not want to have a militarized state. And so this this is what's being a large concept discussed now in politics. And it's weird that it's still relevant to like watch a 30 year old movie <laughs> sure. and it's still relevant. And then you watch another movie. I uh, was like 20 years before that, that's still doing the same shit. So it's like, you keep having these concepts show up the again. The cycle repeats <laughs> itself. We don't
1: learn. We just get,
3: we Not get better, all. cooler stuff. Yeah. Unless you do it.
1: learn and then you break the cycle. <laughs> I'm definitely calling back to our last episode. About and, right, yeah, Enter no. the void. But anyways, uh, so um, would
3: you, oh, what do you guys, rate Mitch, did you
1: say your favorite? scene? Yeah. What was your favorite? scene?
0: Uh, who, oh yeah, the the uh, it's afraid scene, or oh, the one yeah, where yeah. he like throws the grenade into the big bug yeah. and shoots yeah. a hole in it. That was pretty cool. But I mean, I like all I I like this movie a lot. So. Yeah, it's a lot
2: of fun. <laughs> do you guys
3: Do you guys have a rating for this movie?
2: Uh, I'll probably give it like an eight, like an eight point five. It's just it's just fun to watch. I've seen it so many times now that I was just like, there's smaller things you can notice. You can pick out a lot of it. But I just like the ridiculous scenes where it's like ultra violent. You have them being really comical. And then suddenly it's super serious. And some moments like when he straight up gets corporal punishment and then they're like, oh, time to kill some bugs. Like that's the next scene. You're like, oh, this is wild. But I've, it's probably because I watched it so young. And I was just like, I've seen this so many times. that I was like, we got to talk about it a little more.
3: This movie was like a 10 out of 10 when I was a kid because boobs, yeah, guns, and blood. Oh, <laughs> <All> right, yeah. <laughs> and then, but now coming to it, I'm going to knock it a 0. .5. It's a 9.5 because it's smart when it wants to be and it's dumb when it wants to be. True. So that, to me, shows that it, it knows what it's going for and it doesn't. it's kind of a weird blend of smart, and like it's like based and cringe at I the same time. I don't think they uh, took
2: themselves too seriously. <laughs>
3: like the gore is really yeah. good, the effects are really good, and the uh, there's there's no there's very little character development. But I don't care because I'm enjoying what I'm seeing on the film. And it's a movie that I think if I watch this ten years from now or thirty years from now, I'm still gonna have fun with it.
2: Yeah, that's fair. The violence is also very jarring <laughs> when you see it because it's just so weird. And I broken.
3: was very surprised that the CGI held
2: up. Yeah, me too for the bugs.
0: <laughs> I would probably also rate this about an eight. I think an eight sounds pretty good. I, I've always liked this movie. It's super fun. Uh, I've only appreciated it more now after reading the book. And um, I absolutely recommend that if you like this movie, definitely check out the book. If you're interested yeah. in like military philosophy and, you know, um, just kind of like seeing a entirely different society and how it functions and someone else's like uh perception on that. But, there yeah.
2: is also a animated Starship Troopers show that they
0: came out with on Netflix, oh, which cool. is pretty good. There's also an RTS coming out. There is also, year, oh, which wow. I'm really, a re- right. real-time strategy game that's yes. coming out that I'm very excited for. Okay,
1: all right. Uh, I'll have to go a little lower than y'all. I'm probably going to give this movie between a 6.5 and a 7, because I think it was definitely, like, entertaining. Like, it's a lot of fun to watch, and I enjoyed, like, the political commentary But at the same time, like the first hour of the movie I thought was kind of useless. Like I definitely get that they were trying to make you care about these characters. But like I didn't really care about the characters after the first part of the movie. They're still just sort of like very shallow people to me who are being inspired by very shallow motivations. They
2: should have started with with their graduation. Yeah. That would have been a good starting point. Straight into like them
1: being in wartime. I think I would have appreciated this a lot more. And like I appreciated the humor and the satire, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I I always have this thing about mood mixing is I feel like it can be very delicate, you know, like it's difficult to make something serious and comedic at the same time. And I think they did well in certain parts. But I also feel like some of the comedies sort of drew away from the seriousness of the topics they were discussing and i wish that they went into a little more depth with these topics as far as discussing the culture of war it's very surface military. level Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah it is very it's a shallow movie but it does introduce these topics and i i also think that if you go into this movie not understanding the topics you probably won't grasp them when they do show up cuz i kind of you know have an understanding of the military industrial complex so i have certain opinions about this movie but if i didn't like you know i think this would be pretty cool. yeah
3: and the thing is when this movie came out everyone saw it as a cheesy sci-fi action movie yeah because it, it was a mainstream film and it wasn't until years later that analysts were like this is actually very smart but you have to look kind of <laughs>
2: yeah for it. Um, i'm guessing the guy who made it had a lot of uh opinions from the studio where they're like you have to make it look this way so that people will enjoy it in the mainstream media. So it does handle topics not so well. And the jarring comedy to violence was very apparent in the beginning there. And I agree, it didn't do that well. So it's like to see it mixed together kind of fucked me up.
0: (laughs) It's more, it's more violent than the book is too. Also, the book book has very little combat in it. They don't, they don't get to, they do it like a couple times. Like, and you know, and it kind of gets into it. Most of it is like philosophy and exploring this society and how it works and stuff.
3: Well, I think that's about it. I'll just leave it at this. If you want to hear us talk about two other sci-fi bangers, check out (laughs) <laughs> Our previous episodes on Titan AE and the Chronicles of Riddick, because those were a lot of fun as well.
2: Yeah, true. We we chose we keep choosing random sci fi films.
1: <laughs> Slowly becoming a sci fi horror podcast. Oh man! Oh, I mean, I mean, this one's
0: pretty. There's a lot of horror elements in this one, though. Swarms yeah. of insects killing all your friends. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, don't know. I really.
1: always feel like sci fi and horror kind of go hand. hand They go in very hand. close. Yeah. Like these are there's a lot be. of horror movies that are very sci fi, and there's a lot of sci fi movies that are very horror, and they always kind of go together. <laughs> also, if you want a more ex- butter and jelly.
2: more extreme version, I'm always going to recommend Warhammer 40k to people because oh, it is ridiculous nerd. Well, nerd. it is. Aye. you will get into it and be like what the fuck are they talking about and as you get more and more into whatever lore they've created you'll realize that it's just a more extreme version of what we've described here is like their indoctrination into whatever society where they're like no the space marine all they live for is the violence of the war that happens in the future so Jeez. it's like you should definitely get into some of those books
1: yeah,
0: yeah. 40k is pretty cool I don't know why <laughs> Everyone's an asshole in that universe. Everybody, there's Everybody. no good guys there's in that. No guys. There's no good guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> also, you have the Tyranids, which is equivalent to what we saw in, yeah, in the the Bug Menace. That they have a hive mind and they're like relentless.
3: <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna. Yeah, take us home. I'm going to take you guys home. I'm going to open the door. Get your jacket, Justine. I got it. Wait, I left my purse. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Okay.
0: I'm going barefoot.
1: Okay, I got my purse. Let's go. Awesome.
3: Well, thank you for checking out this episode. We're bringing down the Grindhouse a podcast where we discuss horror in media. The dancing is happening right now. I'll just mention it real quick if you would like to support us check out our patreon where two dollars a month you could recommend us a piece of horror media to review we'll definitely take it into consideration if you'd like to know when episodes are released please hit the follow button on spotify as well as apple podcast make sure to stay up to date with us on our social media That's facebook's twitters and instagrams i'm uploading more stuff every day so check it out i also really recommend find some merch because that helps out the podcast a lot rep our shit wear a hat buy a t-shirt it is on our teespring which is in our bio on our instagram as well as our facebook so please thank you for all your support and shout out to our patrons thank you
1: love you
0: love you i'm mitch
1: i'm mer i'm justine and i'm john thank you